Thank you. You are listening to Podjucation. I am Nick, your host, with Wade, our Hello. wonderful bearded producer. And today we have two of my favoriteest, bestest classmates from Western Michigan University. We have Holly and Jillian. Say hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Yeah. So today, guys, I just wanted to talk a little bit about, and I just wanted to have a kind of an open conversation. So. You know, you don't have to really bring research in if you don't want to, because I told you guys you didn't have to. <laughs> and we all have final projects we're working on anyway. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of have an open conversation about um, about uh, teacher appearance and like how important that is, where it weighs, who should dictate like what teachers appear as, any any ideas that go along with that so other than don't look like wade i mean i can look i can look way cleaner than i probably do right now you would be a really good shop teacher oh absolutely (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i think that brings an important point is that it really depends on what you're teaching right oh yeah well um if you want if you guys want to fill in the the listeners uh what what areas are you going in because you're both secondary ed majors like me so what are your areas of study for everyone to listen to so mine are a uh, double major in history and English. And my ideal job is kind of being one of those teachers who do both. So just being able to do that would be great. Okay. Yeah, I am a chemistry major and an English minor. And ideally I would be teaching chemistry and English and drama and being <laughs> like the lead on the National Honor Society. Uh, and also helping out with musicals. That would be ideal. Dear Probably life. not. Yeah, I am. A few, yes, yeah. I love that. Wade's a MCP. That's awesome. No, no I, you're not. I'm, I'm, I'm being derogatory towards you. It's okay. No, hey, you're, a the, awesome, you're a theater then. guy, though. No, I, I've been Wade doing, is awesome, I've though. been doing theater for like the last, what? Whole life? Teen years? Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason I all this exists yeah. i am the master electrician and sound engineer for a theater in kalamazoo so. that's awesome that's the part of theater i don't get that's i can do the, the only on thing stage I do. stuff so the only thing i do is i was on stage for one production that's it and that was for 13 minutes and it was to mop blood off of the stage so our actors could dance for the final number that's beautiful <laughs> i love that musical was great heck yeah it was it was for evil dead oh, it was yes. so good such a good show uh, yeah, I'm I'm the opposite of Jillian. I'm an English major with a chemistry minor. But unlike you two, I would like to just teach English. <laughs> I'm an underachiever. <laughs> I, I just, oh my god, it just scares me. Like going into plan period and having to like work for two or more different classes. Like at least in different content areas. Like I could deal with different levels of English or chemistry that I was, or I mean science, whatever I teach. That would be one thing, but I don't know if I could like effectively plan for science class and English class and not pull my hair out. Well, for me, there's just overlap. So like with history and English, so the way that I teach history isn't um, just names and dates, which isn't how you should teach it. I teach it how I would teach English. So kind of like broad thematic type Mm -hmm. things. So 
by doing it that way, it's easy, but I could definitely see like how English and chemistry just like doesn't mix. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I see, and I I disagree with that too. But I think it's purely because like when you're in the content area, like especially after taking like literacy courses, you realize like how much reading skills come into any course. But absolutely anything. I don't want to yeah. interrupt you. You were going to say something. Oh, I mean, yeah, I. I think that history and English definitely coincide, but I think that any subject coincides with any subject, right? Like mm -hmm. to be an intelligent and well-developed person, you have to be very interdisciplinary. And so for me, when I'm looking at English and I'm looking at chemistry, I see incredible overlap just because I'm like, I, I need to know this part of English to be a good person and I need to know this part of chemistry to be a good person. And like, so my goal when I'm thinking about that is I'm thinking, okay, how do I, how am I going to shape these students' lives? How am I going to influence these students and what they need to know for their future? Whether that be, you know, having a family or having a really awesome job that gets you a lot of money or a really awesome job that doesn't give you a lot of money. But you, but you enjoy in the core of it all. Yeah, and so I think for me, when I'm looking at subject material, material and what I want to teach. Um, ideally, I would be focusing on like those aspects of it, of like actual real life um, and I think that chemistry and English are both real life so that's mm -hmm. why I think they're important and they correlate but not history no I mean yes history, <laughs> obviously. those I'm who just... fail to learn history are doomed to repeat mm. it Ooh. 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 but those who can't do teach oh I can quote adage to, <laughs> to hurt all of us <laughs> Oh my god! But we I haven't was, failed to learn our history, on, right? On a real level, I was at a park view um, the other day, hanging out with uh, one of my friends, and we were doing homework during one of my breaks. And somebody came over, and he was just like in a real pissy mood, just being a real dick. And um, so they were like talking shit, and he was like complaining about one of his professors. He's like, "Well, this is why NASA wouldn't keep him. I mean, you know what they say: those who can't do teach." And I just was like. <laughs> just I like I went back that. to my work and uh, my friend was like yeah you should watch what you're saying and he turns to me and he's like what are you going to be a teacher and I go <laughs> yeah and he goes I don't redact my statement and I was like <laughs> I'm a bigger man than you it's fine <laughs> want to scrap homie oh my god it's all good but it's hilarious um so so in the in the content areas that you all are teaching like what are some of your thoughts as far as dress attire and appearance things like that like what what are, are are there any thoughts that you have right now as like far as that conversation is concerned yeah i mean my immediate thought as a chemistry teacher would be on lab days when you're wearing whatever you're wearing you have to make sure that whatever you're wearing will keep you safe from sulfuric acid right so i think that that's one thing that chemistry or biology or other you know science teachers that are dealing with lab days have an like that's one issue that other teachers may not have mm -hmm. and that's something that you have to like keep in check so it's like okay well how can we dress appropriately in a way that's effective for how we want to um like keep our students accountable too right so yeah. like they should be wearing closed-toed <laughs> shoes so we should be wearing closed-toed shoes so that's like kind of my immediate thought of dress attire in attachment to my content okay um, so I 
kind of have a little bit of background knowledge. I discussed this with my mentor teacher for one of my pre-internships, and um, I was talking with her about appearance and how important it is in the classroom, and she said that it's just an awkward situation if you're not dressed appropriately, especially, she mentioned even outside of the classroom. So if you run into students or their parents like in sweats at the grocery store, it's just an awkward situation. Mm -hmm. So um, that really gave me something to think about. But personally, I feel that as long as like you take care of your appearance and I don't, I don't know another way to phrase this, but as long as you're like clean and like yeah. well kept, like then that's fine. But also keeping in mind that the way you present yourself to your class is how they're going to view you. So that is part of setting up your classroom expectations. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I'm a little bit at an impasse right now as to how appearance weighs in. For reference for listeners, I have bright orange and pink and red hair and a nose ring. So, um, and when I went into mentor to, or, um, pre-internships in the classroom, students thought I was cool and I was able to connect with them, mm -hmm. which was really great for me. So We all pre-interned at the same school too. That was fun. Yeah. I forgot we about that. We were all in Madawan. Yes, we were. Yeah. yeah. But I remember, I remember um, talking to a couple of my students who'd like seen you in the hall. Like I, I heard them talking about you one day in class and I was like, oh, are you talking about the pre-intern who, who, who has the bright hair? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's one of my favorite classmates. There wasn't a long conversation that came out of that, but it was like they, I mean, they weren't even in your class, but they noticed you. And um, yeah, it was fun. And then, then you did the, the thing at the homecoming yep. Yep. assembly. So that was, that was off, awesome. Yeah. See, I liked how you said almost awful first, because <laughs> I fell quite a few you times. you fell. <laughs> yeah. Because um, see, my thing is like, so whenever, what, however you dress yourself and however you conduct yourself in any public setting is like, you know, it's, it's a reflection of you. And like, once you're a, like, especially when you're hired at a school, you're like, you mentioned, um, going to the store, you know, you're a representative of the school that you are a part of. So it, it is important to be like acceptable and not look grungy and like, you don't care about life because you know, that tells the people that see you that you don't care about life. But at the same time, I think it's it's tough when, you know, as a, I mean, as a student right now, I'm, I can say whatever I want because I'm not worried about getting a job right now. But it's tough, like, when I hear people say, like, oh, yeah, like, definitely don't wear jeans. Like, get rid of all of your jeans and wear slacks for the rest of your life and, like, get rid of all of your printed T-shirts. Like, do all this because you're never going to wear them again. And my thought is, like, for me, going into a classroom, like I'm perfectly comfortable going in with like nice shoes, khakis or something, and like a polo or a button up. But at the same time, I don't think that it should reflect poorly on somebody if they do wear a pair of like nice jeans. <clears throat> like especially as far as like relating to students and like talking to them. I've had no experiences where I think that a student looking at a teacher would think less of them if they were dress down a little bit even and so like my my thought with that goes along with goes along to the idea of like who who should dictate this you know is this should this be the teacher's choice because you you ultimately know what you need 
in your classroom, I think, like with your students. And this isn't to say that, you know, you should start off the school year wearing a t-shirt and a hoodie and jeans with ratty tennis shoes. Like, I'm not saying that at all. I think, like, first impressions mean a lot more. But, you know, closing in on, like, holidays or, like, going into the fall, I don't think that it's, it's like, super important myself to, like, constantly be dressed up. But... Um, yeah, what do you guys think? Like, who who do you think that, that that falls on? Like, do you think it's should be like a district or a school dictated thing, or or should it be up to the teacher? Um, kind of backtracking just like a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, I feel that as this new wave of teachers comes in, and we are being trained where it's important to have a student-centered classroom rather mm-hmm. than a teacher-centered classroom. So personally, I feel that this. Um, the sophisticated or business dress kind of plays to the teacher-centered classroom a little bit more. And that's just my own personal opinion. Mm-hmm. So I feel that by wearing maybe some like a little bit more dressed-down clothing, it kind of helps facilitate that equal playing field between you and the students. So like in my classroom, I want it to be a collaborative environment where it's not just me talking at them. It's like us inquiry-based finding the knowledge that they need to know and we're all like they have stuff that they can teach me i -hmm. definitely have stuff they can teach like that i can teach them so like in that respect i feel like it'd be great to have um free reign over dress as a teacher on an individual basis however i know that some educators um might take advantage of that and i know that not all people are in the education field who should be yeah a lot of people use it as a stepping stone to get to something else which i don't Mm -hmm. agree with at all but yeah yeah i think i mean yeah what you were talking about how like dressing down can maybe help you um connect with the students better i think that that's definitely possible but i also think that like just because you're dressed nicely doesn't mean you can't right that's true um Mm -hmm. Because I personally love wearing dresses and heels and tiaras, so I don't think that should inhibit me from like having a, like a, a down to earth conversation with a student, right? Mm-hmm. And and I mean it goes either way, and I think it really depends on personality. And I think that's the big thing is yes, first impressions super matter. Um, like Elizabeth and Darcy totally could have been together for way longer if they had like gotten over themselves, right? <laughs> but I think if you're looking at a person, like, yes, you have that first impression, but if your first impression is like, okay, a nice shirt and jeans versus like a business suit, right? Mm-hmm. How different is that gonna be, make your first impression as soon as they start talking, right? Like it's the actual verbiage that they have and the way that they hold themselves, that's really gonna reel you in. So mm-hmm. I think it's important to note that as well. I think it goes right along with, yeah. and I think that your attitude should support your dress. So if you are dressed well, act to that. If you're dressed down, act to that in like the way that you wanna construct your classroom. Mm-hmm. I think that it can be a really great way to make an environment. It's, I think, I look at it the opposite way. I think that your dress, your attire, and your the way you conduct yourself, or, your dress and your attire and your your image should reflect how you conduct yourself and like yeah, what they your like goals play off are. Of each other. Yeah, because I I just think of it starting the other way. Like I think of my personality being like lead, 
yeah and and how i conduct my class and then having my my attire reflect that um and and you make a good point like it's not to say that you know somebody who who does wear a you know a full suit into class like they can't be like real down-to-earth people um especially working at maple street and meeting dr bogan and um what was his name the disciplinary i don't remember i feel awful he was (laughs) so rad he was super cool um and but i mean like he he came into the class dressed in like a three-piece suit with a tie Mm -hmm. and um dr bogan was like really well dressed and but the way that they they spoke and like connected with you you could tell that they like really made connections with students but i mean that's that's also different because that's an administrative level and not at the teaching level so you know you are more of an authority figure on that some of the the video tools that we've done for um sped have like there was one in particular where the the teacher was really like authoritarian it was about the contract yeah and like the way that he dictated himself and it's like you could tell that he had just like this air about him of like complete control and he was like the only teacher in that video series who had like a full suit on right and so Mm -hmm. um what did you feel about that about About, what about it like okay so um i have a lot of thoughts on that video all right personally um so kind of to preface that video there was a behavioral issue in a classroom and um this had happened before so uh the teacher asked student to stay after class and uh after class they uh kind of constructed a a a contract together for future performance and it was meant to be constructive so to help the student and um if like further infractions occurred then more disciplinary action would be met but uh the way that the teacher approached the student seemed somewhat combative and mm-hmm. not very constructive in my super mind super aggressive so um from the point of view of a student because i was looking at this um as both an educator and a student but if i had a teacher sit me down after class in a nice formal suit talking down to me as he was creating this farce of a situation that we were on the same playing field i just wasn't buying it i feel like my he seemed like a disney villain yeah my (laughs) shark tank i don't know yeah I definitely wouldn't have a high level of self-efficacy in that class. Mm Self-esteem would be down. I just wouldn't try very hard. Mm -hmm. So I don't really... What are your thoughts? Well, it's hard to say because, I mean, it's... Like you mentioned, it's a combination of how you conduct yourself as well as how you appear and, and what you put as, like, importance in your dress and everything. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, maybe for that guy, that one teacher, he, um, you know, if he had dressed down anymore, like if he had worn like a polo or something and the students had like their negative feelings towards him because of how controlling he was, like it would, it could like be like a, almost like a weakness in, in his part. Like they could, oh, well he's like letting himself go a little bit. He's letting his guard down. We can take more advantage of this. And so I've seen some instances where like, uh, we didn't really have it at Comstock, like the casual Friday 
where teachers would dress in jeans. Right. Like it wasn't a huge thing in Comstock, but I had a couple teachers at Lloyd Norricks who, when they wore jeans on Fridays, like it could have been a combination of the fact that it was like Friday anyway, <laughs> or like the teachers dressing down. But I just felt like a lot more students tended to take advantage of of situations and things. So. Do you think it was the teacher's appearance or the fact that it was a Friday? We'll I, and never it's a know. combination. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't take very good journals of, of that time in my life, so I can't really reflect too too well on You're it. You're adorable. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, I it's I think everything is a I mean, teaching is just a balance act. Everything we yeah. do is in balance. Like there's no one key to to going about it like there's not one binary opposition where you do entirely one side or the other you have yeah. to constantly find what works for you what works for your class what works for your school and what works for your your content area so it's it's tough and like i like i said at first i i don't know if it was because they dressed down and they looked like they were i don't know stepping down a little bit or if it was because it was a Friday, because I've been in a lot of classes on Thursday and I've been in a lot of classes on Friday and things change they over do. over the period of about 20 hours. I think it should also be noted the, the unintentional psychological factors of dress, because I think you can, you have like a mindset, you know, when you're like in a certain, and you don't even realize, right? Like you're wearing, like you walk differently you, mm -hmm. you act differently like when you're wearing different things um i know i do obviously mm -hmm. I mean, when i'm like working out versus you know we're going to prom or whatever not yeah. that i've done that recently but <laughs> you know you you act differently yeah. you walk differently not just because you're in heels um and i think that that's an important thing to know like just by yourself to be able to gauge that um because i think you need to as a, as a teacher you need to know all right is the way that I'm acting, which just kind of sounds ridiculous, but I think it's really <laughs> important to like know um, how you're going to act b based on like what you're wearing and in what cases those mm -hmm. things are appropriate. Because I mean, and that goes back to who should tell who, like the teachers how to dress. Yeah. I think it really has to be like self governing. Governing. Yeah. Yes, that's a good word. Well, like. So, like, in, a, in an extreme case, could, like, could a teacher be, like, should a teacher be reprimanded if, like, say there was a dress code at the school where, like, let's just say men, for instance, because that's what I'm familiar with. Um, you know, like, you're required to wear, um, like, no tennis shoes, say, and then you have to wear, like, khakis, like, no jeans or anything, but you wear khakis or slacks, and you have to wear... Um, like a, a polo or a button-up shirt and a teacher had all those except they were wearing a pair of jeans like say you know they they were either doing it in protest or something or they were doing it because like their kid puked on their their last pair of khakis before laundry day like should the teacher be reprimanded in any way because they were dressed down like out of the uh the dress code like should the school have the ability to like i don't know um punish them in any way because of that or should it be more 
like well you you know what you're doing you're the professional in your field hmm. you know this is your call like what do you think about that um i mean i get what you're saying and i that's I why mean, that's I, an I would, extreme case too. right like no and i would that's one of the reasons i would never want to be in like an upper administration um position because like you have to make those calls and um i feel personally if it was just like a one-time thing that mm-hmm. obviously that isn't something that should be reprimanded it's just a single case however you also know as an educator when you are employed by a school you know the rules of that school and if you didn't like it before Mm -hmm. you started teaching there then maybe you should have considered going somewhere else right so keeping that in mind if a school doesn't align with your values for instance um one of my professors uh, I asked her, I was like, before I go to this internship, I'm not going to have to dye my hair back to brown, am I? And she said, no. Like, if we were in a rural community, then you probably would have to. Mm-hmm. But we're not. So there are, she told me about a teacher in KPS who had a blue mohawk and a huge tattoo on the back of his calf. So mm-hmm. that wasn't an issue. So I think it's really important to keep that conversation open with your administrative uppers um, yeah well I, I definitely like we're we're at an advantage being in kalamazoo in the kalamazoo area because there are a lot more schools that are more liberal thinking as far as like appearance they're not they're not going to be as harsh on on teachers you know like um wearing what they want or what they're comfortable in especially in in like suburban schools where there's a good chance you're gonna have to break up a fight on a day-to-day basis like just like Miss Hampton yes. talks about. Um, she has to wear jeans because if you want her to break up a fight, she's wearing jeans when she's doing it. Mobility wear. Yes. Yeah. It's practical. Um, just go to school wearing BDUs and combat boots. I mean, like. <laughs> I think that's a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're definitely at an advantage because I think that we're a lot more lax. But, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've talked to friends who who went to school like in rural areas in the upper peninsula or northern Michigan in general or um, you know closer to Grand Rapids or Lansing where there's more um, more conservative views and they're like more I, I, I'm hesitant to say it, but there's like more prestige to the schools I guess you know like they view themselves higher so like it's just like the school the way that the school's mission is and how yeah how they go and they see it but i just feel comfortable asking these questions because i live near several districts that just you know won't care i could come wearing like cargos and like a long sleeve plain shirt or something like and be fine not worry about getting fired because it's all about the children (laughs) yes yeah and i think that as an administrator you really have to um gauge your own teachers and and i think we 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 want it to be a world where every teacher will be self-aware and be able to like be be able to self-correct and we we wish that that was a reality but it's not it's mm-hmm. never going to be there are always going to be teachers who are teachers for the wrong reasons yeah and oh, yeah. i think that as an administrator looking at that situation i mean it, it going back to you know the genes and the whether or not you should reprimand i mean i think it really lies on that administrator to keep it you know constant so as to not make an exception for one teacher but also to keep it reasonable um, yeah. 
And so I think, well, I remember when I was in high school, um, back when yoga pants were new, um, <laughs> well, I guess making a resurgence, I should say, they weren't quite new. But um, yeah, so we were not allowed to wear yoga pants at, in our high school. Mm -hmm. And there were about like 50 girls who decided to wear yoga pants together t on one day as like, you know, their own little protest. protest. And it was adorable <laughs> and they all got kicked out of school. And oh. it was awesome because I was, and I mean, I, I was not part of it, but I was actually really proud of my school for like sticking up for what they believed in. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's not, and I think at this point, they now allow yoga pants in school, but yeah. at that point in in the process of, you know, their dress code, that was not allowed. And they were not going, I think it really comes between, okay, is it the, like, standing by the rule and being powerful and having people know you're powerful, is that the important part or is the rule the important part? And I yeah. think that in that situation, it was like, we can trump you. Yeah. It, like come on well and consistency is a huge yeah. thing like that's that's the first thing that i was told before i went to the classroom is like whatever you do you need to be fair you need to be consistent you can't give a single exception because you're setting a awful precedent exactly for I mean, that's, your th that applies to even when it comes to raising children at all yes. as well as consistency is the number mm -hmm. one thing that sets the boundaries you need. Yeah, and in a world where we would like things to be quote unquote fair, which is not possible obviously, but we want it to be a case by case basis, and that in and of itself is not really fair because yeah. it, it doesn't make sense and it's always gonna have bias to it. So I think in a situation where I would come against an administrator with um, a dress code policy, I would want them to come down on me if I was breaking a dress code because mm -hmm. I, that would be the most quote unquote fair. I think. Yeah. Um, kind of going back to that, I feel like a really strong um, factor that like we should focus on when discussing this is I feel that dress codes are merely meant so these outside influences don't impact the learning environment. Mm -hmm. So... I feel like that's the reason that they're there. So like if a student comes, that's why I have an issue with some dress code things because some schools are just kind of a little insane. So if a girl student has on a dress that's like not three finger widths on her shoulder, then it's like she has to be sent home. The way I view it is if it's not affecting the learning environment, then I don't have a problem with it. So um, I just feel like communication is key when um, you are talking with your administration. So like Jillian said, if you have this policy, you need to stick by it. So it needs to be enforced. Um, and that goes with teachers too. So if you hold your students to this standard, they need to abide by these dress code rules. You also need to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But I also, yeah, going back to what you're saying about um, you know not inhibiting the learning atmosphere, I think that it's so difficult to know whether or not it is. You know, that's like the struggle with dress codes because you're like, well, we don't want other students to be you know influenced by this other student wearing this thing, and you just don't know what's going on in each person's head. You don't know if a boy is looking at a girl a certain way or a girl is looking at a guy a certain way or vice or whatever is happening. Like you just don't yeah. know, and so. 
I think that um, in light of that, and like I, I think that it should always be the norm that teachers shouldn't even be, it shouldn't even be a question for a teacher dress code. It shouldn't even be like, is this, could it ever possibly? Because I think yeah. that's often a question with like, okay, so like how long do the skirts have to be for students, right? You know, how long do the shorts have to be for students? I don't think that should be even on the board for teacher dress code, yeah. you know? Like I think it needs to be more strict in the sense that it shouldn't even be questioning whether it's influencing the yeah. learning environment. I um I was having a talk the other day about um like the way that I guide my decision making in a lot of instances where it's like if I have to ask myself should I like could I do this then I probably shouldn't mm-hmm. like I I usually judge it and like the number one example I use for everybody is like if I'm if I'm hanging out with friends and drinking if they're at my house and they're like I don't I don't know if I should drive home. It's like as soon as you have that thought like you shouldn't. Like it because if you think that there's a possibility you shouldn't you can err on the side of caution and and go the other way. And so I think that like as for teacher dress it's like if you are looking at a pair of pants and you're like, "Oh, should I wear these?" then because you have that doubt in your head it's a decent indicator that like you can be safe and not do it yeah i usually go by the the grandma rule like if it's something i would wear in front of my grandma then it's all right oh i thought you were saying like if it's something that my grandma would be comfortable wearing (laughs) i also i i did inherit some of my grandmother's clothes they're really cute so there is that it's nice that like the the vintage classic looks are so trendy now like um i just like them it's not that they're trendy no no i'm just just saying that like i know a lot of friends of mine who do wear older looking like the moment that high waists came back everyone it was a good day i love my mom jeans um me too so you like we kind we, (laughs) we kind of talked about before how we were all um doing a pre-internship at Madawan at the same time. I had a conversation with my mentor teacher um, because I saw a lot of students were wearing things that wouldn't have been appropriate at my school. And I was talking with her, I was like, is is there a dress code here? And she was like, yeah, but it's not really enforced. Did Mm -hmm. you guys have experience with that? Yeah. I, I don't remember, I don't recall. But I'm sure that there were probably some areas of dress I was like, okay, like, but I was so stressed out about other things like, (laughs) you know, being observed for my micro teaching and uh, working on unit plans and stuff that I was just like, I spent so much time just sitting at his desk, like writing or taking notes on like what students were saying. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I, at Madawan and then um, over the summer, I had a pre-internship at Portage Central, and it dress code again came up probably more then because it got warmer. Yeah, and so that is very different than in the winter, right? But I think in both cases, I saw outfits that I was like, I could not have worn that in high school. Um, I think the big thing is leggings and yeah. length of dress slash shorts. Um, that was what I saw that was very differing from when I had been in high school. Um, and so that was, I mean, that was really confusing because there were people who were wearing shorts that were like super, super, super short. Crotch level shorts. And I was like, what you doing, hun? Um, (laughs) and yeah, and it was, I mean, it was really awkward for me because I'm sitting there and I'm like, 
I mean, I feel awkward and I'm like a grown woman. Like, I don't know how everyone else is feeling. Yeah. I, I almost wonder because, um, well, when did you guys graduate high school? 2013. You don't yeah. I, I don't, don't think about it. It's this. 2013. My, my thing is like, I, I graduated high school in like an in-between area because like I graduated in 2008. So I haven't like before my pre-internship or I guess my observation in um, ES 2000, like I hadn't been in a high school since 2008. So like I had a long gap where like I was exposed only to um, people in like my professional environment or like people that i lived near but i wasn't like in school long ago like long enough ago to be like back in my day <laughs> i couldn't have gotten away with this like i mean like, i did that the year after i graduated so yeah. see but the, an interesting You're such an old soul oh, yeah. there's there's an interesting trend that i, I i've kind of noticed coming up in this last bit of conversation that i i, I kind of wanted to highlight a little bit do you do you any of you feel like the dress codes and this isn't just from a student perspective but like both student and teachers should the dress codes be influencing the current norms or should be or is there like a golden standard that you almost feel like should be always highlighted regardless like of should it? there be a common core for dress standards in a, in a, in a, like, <laughs> in a sense that like because like Leggings, <laughs> like you, you bring up the, the idea of leggings. Leggings are a very mainstream form of wear amongst a lot of females nowadays in both a professional and a non-professional setting. Do you do any of you feel almost like, okay, if they, those become a, a norm more so in a professional setting, does that suddenly make it okay in a teaching environment? Or does that does it, a teaching environment because it's so much about interacting with your students does that suddenly change the idea of like oh that might be that norm but it's not our norm yeah that's a really good question um i think it from my experience um the biggest thing i mean i i just want to protect little babies right like i just want <laughs> them to be okay um which is not gonna happen in reality but i think that um school should be a place where it's safe and i think that's the biggest thing is that it needs to be a safe space and i think that um the dress code needs to support that mm -hmm. and so i think that there are situations where a dress code that's super mainstream like you can see people wearing things you know in new york city like business professional people mm -hmm. wearing these things that might not be appropriate for school because it might not be something that creates a safe space i'm not saying that that's necessarily leggings but i'm saying that that would be my golden standard would be a safe space also like um i don't know if you were getting at this so much but as like times and trends change i think um the, like when abiding by kind of like i really like what jillian said about the that stand that golden standard for a safe space so um i feel that with like evolving fashions like sometimes things need to be included so like when I was in high school Heelys were 
the big thing. Yep. Those are not so, safe. So we were, yeah. So we weren't allowed to wear Heelys. And I did not pass the golden standard. I always got caught because I used to lie and say I didn't have the the wheels in. And then you you pop them in, and, and I the just hole. had them. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah. So you rebel. I mean, I know, but um, I had friends like that too. It's okay. I so again, I think that it's really important to um, kind of maintain that safe space, but also be aware of the changing surroundings Mm -hmm. so well it it goes along with the idea of like technology well specifically like cell phones in schools like because like because technology is being introduced so quickly we don't have time to like create standards for like an entire school system so like when i was in high school it was like really only like athletes or after school kids like who had regular things like they would have cell phones or like the more affluent kids would have cell phones because they had the money to have it but then uh by about 2010 it was like everybody had cell phones everyone was texting and so like there was the immediate worry like oh kids could be cheating so we need to just banish these and so there was this rule of like well if there's a phone seen out at all in the school building it's being taken but like that's softened a little bit now because there's more teachers who are able to utilize the fact that student most students like 90 percent of them have computers in their pockets um so like if you don't have that kind of technology available in the classroom then it can be utilized and so i think it's like when you're trying to follow trends and and you're trying to keep up with like norms of the world it's tough because they haven't been um they haven't been tempered to the to the climate of of a school and so the immediate backlash is like all out building a, a shield against them and like keeping them out because you again it's about consistency you can't have any of that um inside of the school until it's been addressed in a, a like a system-wide idea yeah i think that that's the thing it's like trends fashion it technology advances too fast for like schools to really keep up unless you have like a plan in place to deal with things but mm-hmm. who's that forward thinking <laughs> working in school administration <laughs> yeah i mean i don't i don't think that there's a a person who is able to to plan ahead that far and i also don't know that like banning certain things for a certain amount of time is a horrible thing. I, mm-hmm. I I don't think that it's awful to say no to yoga pants until you can decide whether or not you want them. I think that yeah. that's safer than saying yes and then after deciding no. I mean, it also, mm-hmm. if you think about it, banning it temporarily also shows, you know, thinking about the trend idea, it shows where that trend is going. Like, are we going to get to a point where suddenly we have yoga pants that are going with the short, short idea where suddenly they just keep, you know, you're, you know, getting getting smaller. Like the the idea on that is the the temporary banning almost seems like a way just to see okay how is society going to react to this in general. Yeah. Before it then, as you were talking about Nick with the whole having it tempered against. The yeah, system. you have like a mindful integration of it. Yeah. There's oh. Jillian. Hello, Jillian. <laughs> she looks angry. She always <laughs> looks angry. Why is nobody petting me? They're talking about the cat, not the human, just to be clear. <laughs> Jillian's um, just pissed because nobody's petting uh, Yeah, I am quite a... <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Um, I kind of have a question for the guys. So as a girl growing up in education, (laughs) (laughs) um, we had to be very aware of the dress code issues because I feel like it definitely affected us more. Um, There were dress code things for the boys, but it wasn't as extensive and it wasn't enforced, at least Mm -hmm. not in my experience. Um, So even if I wore something on accident, and I remember one time I wore a dress that I got, it was new and I was excited, so I wore it. (laughs) It was an accident and it was, I think it was a little too short and I had to go home and change and it was really embarrassing. But um, I saw guys who had like cut off shirts like that were down here yeah that were down your yeah. waist and like you could like see their chest and it was mm-hmm. just frustrating we I weren't f- complaining though were we i was well it depends, I was. On, the, <laughs> it depends, it depends on the guy who was wearing it it really does i mean you wouldn't want to see me in <laughs> but if like a ryan gosling rolled in and was wearing that you'd be fine on his horse it. hair you blowing see in the wind. All, of his, <laughs> all of his obliques um i think the thing with that is like really for guys like that I can remember or think of, it's like things like that. Cause that was the first idea that came to mind was those cut off mm-hmm. tanks mm-hmm. where they were open. There was like an inch of fabric holding <laughs> the front to the back at the bottom, but that yep. was about it. Um, but then like it was t-shirts or, or hoodies or anything that had like inappropriate print mm-hmm. on them. So if like you had swear words or anything like uh, sexually explicit or anything like that, it was a no go. Um, and then hats in yeah. school, like that's the oh, big thing that yeah. hats mm-hmm. and hoods that was huge. Yep. Hats and hoods, which is which has gotten so relaxed in a lot of schools now. But like mm-hmm. all Kalamazoo schools are like, no, no hats, no hoods in class. Like yeah. it's absolutely within the teacher's right to tell you to take it off. Uh, that that was the big thing for for guys that I can remember were like print those tanks and then hats. Yep. But I think you don't see it as strictly enforced purely because of like you know men's clothing isn't typically like sexually objectified mm-hmm. you know we because peop- you know there's so much less of our body that's inappropriate to show in public so it's like as labeled by the media at least <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean we all know yeah in an ideal world it would be much different but yeah. um yeah as as a guy it was, it's really just like are you wearing clothes Good job. <laughs> Can yeah. nobody see your butt? That's fine. Oh, it's sagging yeah. pants. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a, that was another belt. big. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I have really shit hips, and so like, even when I wear a belt, my pants usually start to like dip down. But it was never like, it was never down to like <laughs> I guess, my. I, used to wear, I just wear baggy clothes. Like that yeah, was do. a that was a problem, especially because I don't have a butt. So like, well, and it was like you pretending that you were bigger than you are. Oh, of course. I was I was pu- doing the puff up thing. You know, <laughs> <You're> like Justin. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, for for men, it wasn't like, oh well, if you wear shorts that are too low or too high the girls are gonna think of you and you're gonna ruin their educational experience or if you wore a tank top that was too thin you all the girls are gonna look at you and you're gonna ruin their educational experience (laughs) or you know or they would be getting a different kind of educational experience (laughs) (laughs) um no it's it's (laughs) 
Yeah, it's it's just because more and more like I feel like more and more teenage girls. No, I feel like women's fashion is more risque than men's typically. And yeah. when you look at like fashion forward thing for men's, it's usually not less clothing anyway. Whereas women like, you know, the Kardashians, so to speak, like they're wearing more revealing clothing. Whereas it's like, I like, I don't know, male sex icons like typically aren't that because they're wearing less clothing. Like they're not wearing midriff tops and short shorts it's yeah i think i think it's really an interesting part of our society that for women like the objectification happens when they wear like less clothing and like more revealing clothing and for men it's like when they're wearing suits yeah it's just or sweaters like yeah. baggy sweaters they're you not know, they're it's not like, banning suits in yeah here. yeah and and that's like, too good sir <laughs> put it away <laughs> yeah i think that's like <laughs> we oh. have a lost and found box take this this isn't even our school sweatshirt we were, we were driving home yesterday we drove by a house uh just like a big house near our apartments and rather was like oh my god that house is so nice i'm like yeah i would love to live in a house like that she's like it's too big i'm like yeah, and Ryan Gosling is too fit. Like, <laughs> come on. No, there's not that. Like, a house isn't too big. You deal with it. <laughs> um, Do you have to clean the too big house? Because I would not like to clean the too big house. If you house. can afford a too big house, you can afford people to clean the too oh, big right, house. Right, I think you right. might have to choose between. No, because I'm not going to stretch past my means that far. Oh. <laughs> Forgive um, me. I'm gonna buy yeah. this house, but we're eating rice aroni for the rest of our lives. <laughs> rice aroni and ketchup sandwiches. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah. So we, we got off on like student attire well, I mean, almost they, entirely, yeah, but yeah, um, there, there's there's a. The, I, I was about to kind of point out the, the, the tie back, but uh, in the sense that, because, you know, I, I talked about, you know, the gold standard for, you know, and applying that professionally. Mm hmm highlighting was <laughs> what we were tiptoeing around yeah the idea still that as a teacher you were present you, you all have been almost showing that you you need to present a standard to them mm -hmm. and so when we've been talking about these these trends and then we slowly transition to the students themselves that never went away in the idea that as a teacher you're still presenting something forward to them as a learning experience almost so it's not you didn't get too far off yeah but we were just side. we were just You're like it i mean but professional, we were it for like a half hour <laughs> the question really is professional educator or fashionista like that's like you're a trendsetter as an educator mm -hmm. right like that's i think that's the important thing to think about is just mm -hmm. i mean there sometimes seeing a teacher is the first time they see someone who is college educated yeah um the first time they see someone who is you know, making X number of dollars a year who is a, a professional. Well, even culturally, like, and I still feel terrible that I can't remember his name, but like the point he makes, I dress like this because I'm probably the first black man that these students have seen wear a suit. And it's like, that was like one of the most powerful statements that we heard that day. Cause I was like, that's a really good point. And it's like, it's giving them something to aspire to. And so I think when you do have role models like that who, importantly, they still connect to the students. It's not like a, it's not that they're dressing to separate themselves from students, which I think is a common like miscue. I think that that's something a lot of people do is just like, I need to dress up differently so I can be differentiated from the students. And um, so then they 
conduct themselves thusly. But um, <laughs> we have different animal viewer now. But it's important that if you do that, like you're still connecting. <laughs> Wade has to scold this dog every week because he's like, feed me, Seymour. Feed me. That's actually what he's tr- probably trying to ask you. Because it's almost dinner time. Almost. No. But it's not no. dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. <laughs> and we continue. Uh, but yeah, my, my thing is, it's like, I'm, I'm not talking, I'm not necessarily talking down on anyone who dresses up. And I think that that's my, my takeaway from it, is I have no problem with teachers who come to school in full suits. Like, that's, that's fine. That's how you conduct yourself. And, um, and as long as you're connecting with the students, that's, that's perfect. Like, you are a great, you were an excellent role model, and you were showing that there's nothing wrong with dressing up and being professional but um, my question you know ultimately is just going back to like what is not enough and should should there be not enough and should like a district or a school or um, anyone in the new in administration like should they dictate dictate that or should that be to the discretion of the teacher I mean I think it goes back to the idea that not all educators are going to be as awesome as we are, right? And it goes back to (laughs) the fact that, you know, the administrators have to take action. They have to have Mm -hmm. those rules. They have to have those guidelines. Um, And I I think that, yeah, it'd be great if I got to choose what I wanted to wear. But if I chose what I wanted to wear all the time, like, it wouldn't always necessarily be appropriate because I like a good mini skirt now and then. And the entire month of December, I would prefer to be wearing ugly Christmas sweaters. And so, which I might still do. I was going to say, are you Uh, saying that they shouldn't allow ugly Christmas sweaters in school? I think there might have to be like a point when it becomes distracting, you know, with enough lights and enough 3D, you know, you know. But yeah, I think that there has to be. <laughs> if it has to be powered by more than one nine volt battery, <laughs> like you just have to like carry a generator with you. Um, yeah, I mean they get to make those rules, right? I don't have to worry about that. Um, but yeah, I think that it, it goes back to just the 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 educators and the administrators need to work together to make a community. And the the thing is that it, yes, your classroom is a community, but like that whole school is a bigger community. Yeah. And so I think having. Um, the the teachers be in sync with the dress code is a good thing. I think it's an important yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. And I think that that's a bigger issue that we haven't really talked about is just, I mean, not only that, you know, Miss Heilborn, it, who is next to Mr. Luchetti, who is, you know, like they need to be comparable. Not Sommerfeld, though. No, I'm just. She, she's not going to. She's change. across the hall. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I think it needs to be comparable. It shouldn't be like, oh man, like Miss Havon looks good today, but Miss Nilchetti is like wearing holes in his jeans. Like, what's yeah. going on? I think there needs, yeah, there needs to be, and that, and like the, the administration has to have a standard. And in order for the community at large to work and the students to, yeah, and it got, like as an RA, when I was an RA, we would have <clears throat> some RAs would like document for, um, certain things and then they wouldn't document for other things and the residents figure it out Mm -hmm. right and so you have to 
have like as a solid front you need to be okay we're going to document you on these things like and that like behavioral issue you know and so i think it's it's similar in teacher dress code you know like you have to have that that mm -hmm. constant front of we are teachers we are united we want to help you learn and i think that it, it's not all dress code obviously but it is a part yeah. of it yeah well, and, and I mean, like, that's just the small part of education that I wanted to talk about. I wasn't at all saying that, like, student dress or uh, damn it. teacher dress is like a majority of a teacher's life. Like, I don't even think it's a I, I think it's barely above a, a negligible portion of teaching. But it's still something that I kind of wanted to bring attention to because I've I've known in some instances, like teachers getting reprimanded for something that is barely non-negligible um, but I like the idea a lot of like creating a community and having it be like a collaborative decision of the teachers and the administration on a school school to school basis because um, you know you can't really dictate it on district because like the values of of Hillside are much different than the values of Maple Street, which are much different than Millwood, which are much different than the high schools, you know? So um, what do you think? You're nodding. No, I'm just agreeing. Oh, you're not nodding? I, I know you're I am nodding? agreeing. I am agreeing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, does that sound like a fair compromise to you? We talk to administrators and we create a, yeah, I, a norm as, again, as a community. Like, again, as what Jillian was saying is we were all saying earlier, it's just um, if you had teachers dictate their own dress code as a case-by-case -case basis, there is no way to regulate that. There's no way to ensure that like situations aren't being taken advantage of because I had a science teacher in my high school who we joked um, when it was warm, he wore jeans and a Hawaiian t-shirt. When it was cold, he wore jeans and a Michigan sweatshirt. So, and it was true, that's what he wore. So, um, but again, I feel like community is very important and having administrators kind of dictate what is going on in the school and creating that sense of community is also the right way to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Do you think that uh, your teacher who wore either the Hawaiian shirt or the Michigan shirt, do you think that took away from his teaching? He, he just wasn't a good teacher. So it but just, was it aside from the attire? Like, it was, was he a yeah, bad was, teacher he was otherwise? A, he was a bad teacher. And then just the dress kind of... <sighs> it didn't add anything for you? No. It just... He was just already not good so you weren't connected so there was no yeah but like it was a it was a funny aside like oh he can't teach he also you know can't dress himself so <laughs> kids are so mean now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well it's like uh you know the opposite almost with mr casey like god rest his soul he was a fantastic english teacher but he like he did not take care of himself and he <laughs> I mean, he looked like it. His his white comb-over hair was pretty greasy, oh, like, most no. of the time. And he had, like, a beard almost to a wade level. Um, and he wore, like, short sleeve button-up and khakis every day with, like, loafers. But, like, his casual attire represented his, like, casual demeanor. And he was a fantastic English teacher. And I think that that's, you know, a disciplinary thing because he's a, a, being a literature teacher – he wasn't viewed like a, a scientist in a science room. 
I do I do like that you mentioned though uh, dressing up for lab days because I think that that you know could be a really nice way to um, force your own ideals onto student dress code. Be like if you're not dressed appropriately for lab, then get you're going out to SRC today. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be a stickler about that. Oh yeah, yeah. I, well, it's super important. It's like, so important. And when I was doing a when I was pre interning uh, with a chemistry teacher, I won't say who or where, but um, yeah, we. We were in lab and these these girls were wearing dresses, these girls were wearing shorts, and I'm like, I mean, it's okay right now because, I mean, we're just letting benzene on fire, but. <laughs> like, like, the, the worst thing you're working with is is benzene or like super diluted sulfuric acid. Yeah, and, and, and that's true, And I, but also, I mean, I didn't realize that when I was in high school because when I was, when I was in high school, my teacher was super strict about it. Yeah. And so i mean go, coming into college i was like oh wow like we did not even deal with anything all that bad but it prepared me for college which is a good part yeah you know and obviously not everyone's going to college but it it, it prepared me for okay <laughs> that's gonna be a whole nother podcast that is a whole nother podcast <laughs> but yeah i think yeah just like preparing students for like okay if this is going to be dangerous like you need to like mm-hmm. pay attention to dress codes when people give yeah. you dress codes well right? it's, it's about building that foundation because like a lot of i've noticed a lot of students and this is hopefully going to be the last aside but um a lot of students you know you you think that your foundational learning is done in like elementary or middle school but it's like even up until high school and into college you're still learning fundamental things and yeah. it's like while the the dress might not be like entirely necessary in a chemistry lab in high school it's still super important because you need to know what to do like in your general chemistry class at western you will probably never use the chem shower no you because anything like you're not using anything dangerous enough to really do that unless Mm -hmm. you set yourself on fire (laughs) um which you shouldn't be in chemistry if you're setting yourself on fire in gen chem but well, maybe that's why you're in chemistry <laughs> um yeah maybe but like you know you get into organic chemistry where it's like you're still probably not going to use it but you're using like not Th- very diluted carcinogen- like carcinogens like you could get cancer like probably not but well, like- and you're going into the gc lab and everything smells like toluene and you have a headache for three days after yeah. class and yeah and um, I, when i got to pecan lab we used Ugh. no it was no it was it wasn't pecan it was um quant and in quant we used 16 molar sulfuric acid and i was Ooh. like excuse me <laughs> like no thank you i don't want to get tamper proof top this. and everything like it's just yeah, like super it was, secure it was terrifying oh, yeah. um, I, I have an image of china syndrome which is probably a movie that nobody has nope. seen but me so Anybody out there who gets that reference, thank you. Geek alert. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, and I I think that it just, yeah, it goes back to just dress code in that situation for, for, you know, Mm -hmm. lab, you just really need to set a precedent. And it also goes back to what we were saying earlier, just setting a precedent of, you know, being educated, being professional, being, you know, uh, in the lead of a classroom, I think like, you don't want to have a power trip, but like you kind of need to have a power trip mm-hmm. because you are in front of the class, you are in charge of the class, you need to like maintain that class. Um, and so I think, yeah, it just goes back to like setting a precedent for yeah. your students. I mean, we are shaping the minds of our future, so. Shut up, Nick. I just rolled my <laughs> eyes. You can't see it. I, oh, but I did. My, you rolled your eyes so hard you could hear it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think I'm going to, unless there's any like last thoughts that anybody wants to say, I think I'm going to wrap this up. 
Do you, do you have anything on your mind, Wade? I mean, I have many things on my mind, but not all are <laughs> pertinent to the podcast. <laughs> all right. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming out. It was awesome, especially Holly, who drove right here from work. So I, I appreciate you helping me with my school project and potentially future um, podcast legitimate ever. projects. And thank you, Jillian, who, for not being as important as Holly. <laughs> <laughs> No, you have fun watching Star Wars later. I will. Because that's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, so you've been listening to Podjucation, working title. Probably going to keep it. I like it now. It Um, It rolls. Yeah, well, thank you for listening. Until next time.